Hey Warriors, this is Amy. And I'm Sarah. We are the hosts of The Unqualified Therapist. We're not here to give you advice. We are here to tell you our stories, share your stories, and bring on the professionals from time to time. Mental health is complicated, and we know that from our personal experience. We believe in professional therapy. Both Sarah and I use that on our own healing journeys. But we also know it isn't one size fits all. The stigma surrounding mental illness can make us feel alone. We are not alone. You are not alone. And you're listening to The Unqualified Therapist Sync. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us again on another episode of the Unqualified Therapist, Inc. We are so excited. We have a very special guest today that Sarah's going to introduce. Like, I can't even contain myself. She's so, so excited excited right now. (laughs) We are going to be talking to one of my favorite people in the entire world. I did say one of, Amy, so don't get offended. Okay, okay. I'm cool. (laughs) Um, But my niece... Chelsea Palombaro, my baby girl. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy to see your face. But we're going to be talking to Chelsea today because one, she's amazing. Um, two, she just has a lot of insights on some things that we don't. Um, she is an artist. She is an aspiring actress in Los Angeles right now, living in the Hollywood Hills, like a big deal. <laughs> and, um, we just want to get her input and stuff. And she also, just like me and Amy, have str- has struggled with mental health issues and, you know, since growing up and through the current. So hi, Chels. Hi, guys. Thanks so much for that intro that made me feel really seen. And I'm just super excited to be here and chat all things, <laughs> all things uh, life and mental health and art and just how to, how to do the things. So I just really wanted you to share with our audience we have talked a lot about um, we've talked a lot about body image. We've talked a lot about sexuality. We've talked a lot about um, using different outlets for our mental health. And you have experience in all of those things that you could give some great insights in. Can you just tell us a little bit about your? Let's start with your love journey. Mm. Um, Getting right into it there. Yeah. <laughs> And um, it's okay. and with love, you mean in terms of my like sexual identity? Yeah, I mean your sexual identity, your love relationships, just sort of like what, like what your path has been and how how that's affected your mental health. Mm. Well, I think that's a great question, and it makes me want to like reframe maybe a lot of the things that like I have already like put as a, as official ideas that I have about myself within relationships. And the first thing that comes to mind is like, I think that something I've always done in relationships is like sought, um, like, like my source of love came from the other person. 
and it didn't come from myself. Mm. And so when things ended, um, in any relationship, I felt like my entire, like I was dying inside because my source of love was taken away from me. Yeah. And I also placed, um, all, and this is up to the current moment. Like this is every relationship I've been in. I've placed my, um, kind of like my own like validation for just being a person, an artist, uh, you know, whatever from the other person. So I would, if, if, if enough time went by that I didn't get words of affirmation from them, that I was beautiful, wanted, or loved, I started to question whether any of those things were happening. Um, I kind of needed constant demonstration that those, that all of those things were still happening in the other person's mind. Otherwise my own self-worth started to completely deplete. So I'm, you know, going back to, you know, your question, like, I've been in a relationship pretty much since I was like 16 years old. I'm a serial monogamist. I love being in partnership for a lot of reasons, but I think it's also been the biggest um, mirror for me for like where I, like I said, seek outside of myself for validation. So, you know, I, after college, let's see, after college, I, you know, met this guy and he was a musician and I seem to really love music and musicians. If I have a type, that's it. it might be a little TMI, but whatever. <laughs> um, so, um, you know, we dated for a year and a half. Listen, nothing is TMI on here. No, you can talk about anything. Great. Well, we dated for a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, you know, I have nothing bad to say about him as a person, but when it ended, it ended a few months after I had made this crazy decision to cut off all of my like waist length hair. And um, when I did that, I was 25 and I was like really... Um, really an open person. And I had already had this sexual identity that was kind of fluid. Um, but I, you know, ultimately that relationship ended. And then I started to really ask myself, um, you know, like, is dating men really working for me? Is that something that I want to do? Mm -hmm. Um, it's not so black and white for every person. And it turns out it wasn't so black and white for me in, in the end. But at that time I was like, I wanted, I want to be in a relationship with a woman. And so, um, you know, six months later I was in another relationship, um, with a woman and we, I was like, it was like falling in love for the first time again for me. Um, and so it was really amazing. And I, you know, one of those situations too, where like the red flags come up, but you paint them green. Um, it was like, yeah. it was so exciting for me. <laughs> That's not, I can't take credit for that, but, um, <laughs> it was so exciting for me to finally be living for me, what felt like this long time coming authentic relationship. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, uh, very early on in the relationship, um, you know, she started asking me to like open up our relationship sexually. And for me, I was like, wait, what? I only want you. And, um, you know, mm -hmm. it just was my, my response to that was ignored from her. And, but I, you know, felt like this is where I needed to be. Like, I was like, she's the one, she's the one. 
And, you know, we hadn't even been together for a year and she, um, ended up cheating on me and I was absolutely destroyed. And for anybody who's ever been cheated on, like, you know how that feels. It's like, it's like a trauma. It's like a small T trauma. It is a trauma. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, so we, we were, you know, separated by that. I had moved out of the city that we were both living in. And, um, this was such a huge life event for me because I had had like dreams leading up to it. And I had asked her about it. I was like, wait, are you cheating on me? Like with this person? And she said, no, she denied it several times. And so it really made me question my, you had like actual, like while you were asleep dreams, like you had dreams about it. Yeah. I had dreams about it happening, the person's face and name. Whoa. And, I didn't know that. Yeah. And I uh, asked her about Whoa. it. <laughs> and she said, no, it's not happening. And I just had this crazy feeling that it was happening. I was like, there's something's like not right. And I think people are so, we're so intuitive. Like, you know, you sense on a level when something's yeah. off with somebody and then the worst, right. the worst crime in any relationship, I think is when you gaslight somebody and you're fucking like oh yeah you're you know nothing's happening you're wrong and so what happened is I started to beat myself into submission being like Mm -hmm. you're fucking crazy you need to just enjoy this really good thing and whatever anyway I ended up being right and um it destroyed me and it took me the person too about the person too Mm mm-hmm and uh wow yeah. And, and, you know, it was a world rocking moment for both of us, for she and I, because this ended up being something that ended a, um, you know, kind of like almost a decade long pattern for her where she was like never committing or getting vulnerable with people. And, uh. um, so, you know, and then for me, it just like, it just sucked. It sucked so much. But again, it was another situation where I had placed all of my self-worth in this other person. And so when it ended, I crumbled. And, right. you know, I was also seeking validation in so many other places, like in my professional career, etc. So like when this source of love was like taken away from me, again, it was it was bad. We ended up getting back together, dating for a few more years, and we moved across the country together. None of that should have happened, but it did. Well, you know, should have happened in air quotes, but it did. Right, right. Um, What I mean by that is like our relationship should have ended when it ended then. I I think Mm -hmm. if I were the person I am now, it would have, but I needed something from her. Right. So. um, Do you think that those, that that time that you spent when you got back together, do you think that there's that you got something worthwhile out of that in terms of like a learning opportunity or growth. I think anything like that. I think I did. Absolutely. I think that, well, this also makes me think about like, um, how relationships are modeled to you and then how you end up seeking those out, like those same models out in your partners. And, um, I don't think I knew that, relation I don't think I knew that relationships were supposed to be like full of happiness and love and so when mine wasn't I didn't Mm. seek otherwise 
And um, so I, I didn't question it. I just thought, well, you're committed, Chelsea. So you stay with this person, even though you're not happy. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think what I learned is that it's not, you know, happiness isn't doesn't happen every single day in relationships, but it's certainly not the minority or the, the you know, the, the minority experience. Like happiness is... Um, Mm -hmm. is something that you choose with your partner and you have to cultivate and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, But it wasn't even a, it wasn't even happening enough in my relationship for me to eventually, like at the end of it all, I was like, wow, I was so unhappy. And it made me be like, what in, what, what? Like, it was such a world rocker for me because I was like, wow, that was seriously fucked and I was like wow I love I yeah yeah telling myself that this person was the one so then um yeah so I'm jumping then from we broke up and then maybe a month and or a month and a half later I met my um next love and we had been friends so he was already in my life and he was the game changer for me. He um, is in, like was incredibly kind and sweet and patient and gentle and another musician and um, just wanted to play with me and wanted to listen to me and thought I was just, you know, he, the way he saw me was so amazing for me. And it was like, you know, like if I was in the kitchen and he needed to get to a drawer that I was standing in front of, like the way that he would like touch my body to ask me to move was so gentle and sweet and like nothing I had ever experienced before being loved that way. Um, Mm. We dated for a year and the whole time I like knew that it was temporary. Like I could feel it because we even would say to each other, like, you know, I love you so much that if you wanted to, if you needed to like leave, like I, I would just let you go. Like, I just, I love you that much that I don't want to own you. And like, I love you so much that, um, I know that you'll be in my life forever. And like, you know, it was just, it was like the purest, easiest, Mm -hmm. most natural coming together that I've ever experienced in, in my, my life. And, um, we, ended up breaking up in August last year. And again, that set me for a whole loop because I um, had placed all of my, you know, the pandemic also hit, right? So this was like the beginning of 2020, you know, like, so Mm -hmm. I'm falling in love with this person, getting so stoked on this person. And then the pandemic hits and he's my whole world. And Mm -hmm. Um, at the time too, I was, had right. just signed to a dance, uh, to a dance agency out here that was on March 5th. The shutdown happened on March 15th. So, you know, uh, right. he was my whole world. And then my career was taking like a huge turn because I, again, the lesson I had learned from my relationship before that was like, happiness mm-hmm. is not something that is random in relationships. It should be a continuous theme but in my career I was like not loving doing I wasn't loving dancing professionally I love to dance more than anything actually it's like the closest friend I've ever had but I was done 
but it took the pandemic happening for me to be like, Hey, Chelsea, it's okay for you to do other things. You know, it's okay if you want to change your mind and redirect. So anyway, we, he and I broke up in August. I had started painting, um, in July of that year, like maybe two or not of that year of that summer. So it was like maybe two weeks, um, that I had already started like painting and then a month after we broke up, I started taking um, an acting class. I did the artist's way. I stopped drinking. I lost like 15 pounds that I had gained while we were together. And fast forward to the present, something that I'm cultivating now is having my source of my self-worth and my self-love come from me 100%, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, I do think it's a balancing act. I think that we tap in for different reasons to different people. And it's like, it's, it's just about where your, you know, where your foundation's at. And I think my foundation was just, this was really, um, rocky and that's why I would crumble anytime, um, yeah, those things would end. Girl, oh, I just love listening to you talk because you just have this like beautiful, I don't know how it even is. Everything I think about you is just very surrounded by water. Like everything with you is just flowing, flowing. When she dances and she moves, she looks Uh like water. When she talks, it sounds like water. Like, I'm sorry. I'm I'm going on my love journey for my my baby girl. (laughs) Yeah. A couple of things came to mind. And like one of them was how wise you are beyond your years Mm -hmm. and I just think, gosh, if I had thought these things or could speak this way about how how I was feeling like I'm just coming into my own now at 42 and deciding these things. Um, So I think it's amazing that you are, I guess, um, trusting the things that are happening and trusting yourself and your intuition this early on in the game. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Um, and then this is going to sound, I'm going to say it cause I'm sure like, you know, it could sound pretty backwards, but I'm sure other people were thinking it in my mind. I understand fluidity and I would consider myself a pretty fluid person mm-hmm. sexually. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> okay. Ready for it. So I just feel like that surprises the shit out of me that it was the woman who hurt you so bad. Like I would expect Right. Like that. Because I think, okay. I think because even my daughter who we've been talking about fluidity and all of these things, she really doesn't think that if she were to get into a relationship with a woman, that the woman would hurt her. Yes. That all the hurt comes from men. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so I find that to be really insightful that it's really the person Mm -hmm. and who they are and if Mm -hmm. they're selfish and if they're this and if they're that or whatever they're doing. But I, that was like, my mind was, I was like, what a woman did it yeah yeah <laughs> because i so i think like i i had a brief relationship with a woman when we were living in las vegas but it just came to like a natural end there was no like nobody did anything to the other person it was just sort of like a you know like this just isn't going anywhere like and just it came to a natural end so i've never been hurt in that way so i think she and i have had this perception that well, yeah, because we're always like, you know, smash the patriarchy and like, yeah, you know, so it's like when when we talk about, you know, relationships and 
and things and like, like that were just we're like know, oh, it would just be so much easier it would with be a so, woman. yeah but and like my favorite relationship is like glennon and her wife and i'm like they are just beautiful together and they have it all perfect and that's because they're both women and so yeah that was i mean and that's just something that i think that again we should that that can be an ignorance and things that we think and believe that are not true mm-hmm. because we haven't experienced it. Right. And so I feel like that was a really, you know, important point that just people hurt people. Right. And it doesn't, I, you know, I mean, st- we still want to smash the patriarchy, yeah. but people hurt people. <laughs> totally. And um, it's interesting that you felt that way because so did I before the relationship started. It was... Um, like that dating a woman would fix everything within myself, but it was that experience of being like, oh, it doesn't matter whether it's a woman or a man. I'm choosing someone who I know is capable Mm -hmm. of hurting me. I could see it from the beginning, but I chose to ignore it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's also not to say that, you know, a lot of people's... um, you know, because there are people who are with people for 30 years and then they find out that they're abusive or have been cheating or X, yeah. Y, and Z. Right, right, some right. people's, um, some people's like, uh, damages are like more insidious and they take more time to start to express themselves. <laughs> and, yeah. um, yeah. So, it is interesting because I also thought the same thing. I was like, wow, I'm finally expressing this part of my, like, it, because for me, right. my relationships up to that point with women had just been sexual. And so when it came to me being like, okay, I'm, I want to fall in love, you know? So mm-hmm. when I, when I, it's like funny that I chose someone who inevitably was going to break my heart. And like, whose fault is that at the end of the day? Like, I'm not saying that this person, yeah was right for what they did. And and by the way, I want to say too, that like full disclaimer, like I have nothing but love for anybody who I've ever had a romantic relationship with. Like I'm grateful for the experiences because I am who I am because of them. And also like, I try to cultivate friendships Mm -hmm. with the people who I've, I mean, not necessarily best friendships, but like cordial friendly ships Mm -hmm. with the people who I've dated. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, it just was one of those things where it it happened and I really, I, 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 part of me wants to say that I wish it hadn't, but then I wouldn't have learned all the things that I did. And it was like, it's my, my growth journey. Like I needed right. to have that extreme contrast. And then yeah. when I started, but then it's like, I, you know, Afterward, I got into this relationship with somebody who I would literally describe to my friends and family as an angel. And Mm -hmm. that was one of the biggest heartaches of them all because I was like, yeah, I was all of a sudden was like, damn, like this is, um, this is what a relationship is supposed to be. This is like what love looks like. Yeah. Um, so what I realized is it's like, I'm, what's the common denominator in all of these things? It's me. Like I'm choosing all of these people. So, I mean, they're, they're choosing you too. You're choosing each other. Um, and I think what it comes down to though, is like choosing to stay in that situation. Mm -hmm. Totally. Is where it comes down to like your personal 
responsibility, I guess, within it. But I, I think that just watching you grow through all of these, I'm glad that you experienced them because you are just growing into this. I mean, you've been amazing since you were born. I just have adored you every day since, but I just watching you through this growth journey has just been so beautiful and they all played a part in that. And even though I wanted to, you know, <laughs> like yeah. beat the shit out of some of them, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, you had these experiences for a reason. Mm. What, what do you think, how does, cause I know that you've, you've struggled through depression and you've struggled through anxiety. When you, after Amy asked this question, I'm now I'm kind of thinking about it. Like what, what effect did that, did your relationship with her have on your mental health after that, when it kind of like broke that, um, shiny exterior that was like, this is going to be this beautiful experience. And then it was just, you know, it turned out to be like almost the same as having, you know, a relationship with anyone else, any other person in the world. Mm -hmm. Like what, how, how, what was that effect like? Mm. It's a good question. And you mean in terms of like how it burst the bubble for me a little bit? Yeah. And like what that did in your mental health state, like right. how, and, and, did it help you heal or did it, did it take you down the rabbit hole further? Oh my gosh. I mean, it took me down the rabbit hole farther. Um, yeah. You know, it's incredible, like what another person can bring out of you. And, you know, I mean, I would be fighting for like, we were just fighting all the time. And I was unhappy all the time. I woke up in the morning unhappy. And I was like taking yoga seven days a week at 9am trying to like fix myself and like fix my, it ended up like flipping. And then I was like, Oh, it's me. I'm the problem because I can't just get comfortable in this and realize like, I can't just like accept this. So I was like, okay, it's me. Like I'm, um, really snappy in the morning and I'm really like, uh, I'm, um, it was just, I kept putting it back on myself and it's not to say that it was on the other person, but like it made me really question like whether or not, um, I would ever be happy in a relationship, you know? Well, and it's because you felt something off and she kept saying, no, 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 no. So you're like big mind fuck there that you're like, well, I guess it's me. Yeah. And, and so I think something that you said was so important that it is the most harmful and hurtful thing is when someone in a relationship gaslights you because it makes you feel like you're going fucking crazy. Mm Mm-hmm. And it, you, you don't know if you can trust yourself anymore. Yeah. And so you get so confused that of course you snap, like you get like bitchy and you get snappy and you like whatever. It's really hard. Cause you're just like, am I losing my mind? Mm-hmm. You know? So I was just going to ask about your mental health journey. If it was incorporated with your relationships or if you feel like, it was just a separate situation. Like I would say for myself, 
it all, I, I mean, I had my mental health diagnosis and illnesses prior to relationships. Sometimes it made them bigger and worse and in bigger like ways. But do you feel like you were like, this was just, it was something independent of it. Or do you feel like it was like pushed into it because of those? Is that what you were kind of getting at Sarah? Yeah. Okay. I think that because I was constantly living in a love that was outside of myself, um, but I'm also a very introspective person. It was um, this weird thing where I was taking notes from everything that would happen in the relationships and then put them on myself as like the lessons that I needed to learn. And Hmm. um, so I think that because I've always been in a relationship, that was the like the screen with which I projected everything onto. And then whether it succeeded or failed, it was like I was succeeding or failing And then being a creative person, I was like very creatively constipated in all of my relationships because I also chose partners who were very like, um, they took, they were amazing. You know, they would take up the whole room. They were incredibly talented, very disciplined. And, um, I am, they were very big, they were very big. And I would also was like, oh, I can, I have this mind where like, I can really, see how to like help other people. So if they were struggling with anything, I was like, Oh, here we go. I would be helping them become better. And, you know, something my sister said to me was like, like Chelsea, I know that you're devastated that this relationship has ended, but like where you both are at, it is good that it ended because in five years, your relate, your partner would be thriving and you would be in the exact same place. Mm -hmm. And she's a wise woman. And that's completely correct because when I look back on the last, like, however many years of my life, I have grown a lot, like, internally. And that is, like, my, that is, like, my mental health journey is, like, that, in, that inner, um, you know, that inner experience. But, like, in terms of my, like, creative and career, like, this past year has been actually one of the largest years of growth because I've been alone. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. And, and it's also there's room for it. There's yeah. room for it. And it's like, not to say that it hasn't been incredibly difficult. Like I, I, you know, I think that because of the, like, you know, my heart being broken, I was crying all the fucking time and wanting and wanting and wanting. I need this person. I just need them to call me. I just need them to like, show me that they're still thinking about me and blah, blah, blah. But like, what about like me? I need to like show, show the fuck up for myself. Like I need to be, Mm -hmm. um, I need to be so okay with myself and so okay with where I'm at and so fucking stoked on my life that if someone comes into it, it's like, Hey, great, you're here. But if they leave, it's also okay. And it's never been the case for me. It's always made me crumble when people leave. And, um, that's, and so that is like, the biggest lesson I've learned is in terms of just like my own mental health journey is just that like, I really have to like mean it when I say I'm my own best friend and like, yeah, and keep promises to myself and like do things differently okay. if I want to see things change and evolve. So, um, my relationships have been my greatest teacher. They've been the greatest gift 
gifts to me and I love every single person who's ever loved me and I wish them nothing but the best and I'm so grateful for the person like where I'm at now because it's be- it's because of all of those situations um yeah right so <laughs> I was thinking I've been thinking about an idea uh well not not my idea from things I've been listening to or reading, you know how like a certain thing continually comes up. Yeah. And it's this idea of non-attachment and mm-hmm. all that you do. And to, so there's, so I've been struggling with like, how do you go all in and not be attached? Right. So I lost yeah. my husband and um, I said to myself, I would never love again. And I am in love again, but like, I'm trying to do that thing where like, if he were to like, I don't know, something were to happen or whatever it is that I would still be whole. And I think that's kind of what you're talking about is this Mm -hmm. it's, but it's so hard to also dive fully into somebody's into a relationship Mm -hmm. and keep yourself whole Mm -hmm. so that if they were to exit stage left for whatever reason, you wouldn't break down like you would crumble into pieces and so you know I've been I've just been the whole time you've been talking it's made me think about this idea of non-attachment and if it's you know I don't know I don't know if it's possible I guess it is people say it is but I've been thinking about it a lot well apparently there's like we all have attachment styles too um because that's like and there's like been books written about this that I have not read and so I'm not by by no means an expert but like um, so there's like two things I want to say. There are attachment styles where it's like you, based on how you attach to your caretaker when you were young, that's how you attach to your partners. And also like you can evolve into more secure attachments. So you're not anxious or avoidant, which are like the other ones. So you can evolve. It doesn't mean it's like a life sentence, but there are apparently attachment styles. But one thing, the other thing I was going to say is Brene Brown talks about this, how um, first of all, it's like the belief in a higher power thing, but she, you know, she's like, I'm sending my daughter off to prom. And the first thing I think about is like, they might get into a car crash. And then she's like, well, what's the one thing that can take you out of the, like, everything's so great in my life. When's the other shoe going to drop? And that's like gratitude. So it's like just being grateful for what you have and where you are and, and what's been given. Um, right. Yeah. And the other thing she said is like, and this was a huge shift for me because I was really not, um, having a lot of consistent faith in God. And I, um, she was, she said something, she was like, my God is not a trickster. He doesn't want to trick me. Meaning like, Ooh. like all of a sudden yeah. you're happy and then he pulls the rug out from under you and he's like, haha, you were happy. And I just took it all yeah. away from you. Like, that yeah that's not god like meaning like that's not like in his bio or in their bio whatever goddess yeah (laughs) i love that (laughs) i agree yes so i think i had to shift my mind frame my state of like faith into being like i'm i'm whole and surrendered um like And uh, I also, this is a sidebar, but I, when I stopped drinking, I also started going to AA and I, I'm obviously getting rid of my anonymity at this moment, but, um, (laughs) um, 
you know, the, they, it's very faith-based. And one of the things they always say is like, thy will not mine be done. And so it's like, takes you out of self, just get the fuck out of self. And so everything like it, like I struggled with this too. Cause like surrendering to your life doesn't mean giving up. It just means surrendering to God's will. And so that's like tough for me because I'm like, well, how do I want the things I want? But also like, yeah, right. You know, be like, uh, be like riding the waves, of, like the cosmic. Of, <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but that's been huge also for me too, is like, no, like really, really knowing and understanding in myself that I am not alone. And, um, and that means like with the people in my life, but also with like my relationship to a higher power. So that's been my new relationship since I'm not in a relationship with anybody having sex with anybody dating anybody. Although I did just download hinge and oh God, um, and, <laughs> <laughs> but my, it's like having that relationship and that faith strengthened has been a huge savior for me. And so, yeah. Do you think that after this year that you, um, wait, it's almost, it's almost been a year, right? Yeah. Of, of you having this time to yourself. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like this time was important and well, obviously you think the time was important, but do you think that it's prepared you now to better be better prepared to go into another relationship and that you think that you have got the anchor down enough to be able to, to say, like you said, like, Hey, I'm in an awesome place. I'm glad you're here. But if you go, it's also okay. Do you mean like, do I feel like I'm there right now? Do you feel like you've gotten there? Um, no. Okay. But I feel like I'm do on my think, way. But I wonder, like, do you, do you think that's possible? Yeah, I was just going to say, do you think it's ever going to like a hundred percent possible? I think you're going to be sad and hurt, but you're not going to want to die. Maybe. Yeah. Well, I think for me, it's, yeah. um, it was like learning a new dance. Like I needed to learn this new way of life. I also like, because I hadn't been single for a really long time, I had to, um, remember who, and also relearn like who I am now, you know, like, yeah. and, and be like, wow, I'm so fucking awesome. Like, I'm so funny. I bring so <laughs> yeah. much to the table. Like I'm yeah. dead sexy and <laughs> all these things. I, I'm so glad to hear you say these things about yourself. I have, well, and, and, and here's the thing too, is it's not every day. Like sometimes you look in the mirror and you're like, you start to go down those like weird thought patterns. And then I have to like, be like, no, if I don't love myself today. I will never love myself. It won't matter how much weight I lose, who I'm with, what, uh, yeah. what accolades I've been fucking given. Like I will never be happy with myself if I'm not happy with myself today. And that has been the biggest choice yeah. that I've been making consistently. And so I think that what will happen in terms of like, because I do want a partner, I want to be in a relationship, but I want to feel, I, I want to strengthen the relationship with me first. And so I do feel like I will yeah. get there mm -hmm. a little more. Um, I just personally think now I'm making the choices to be in a relationship versus needing someone to love me. So I didn't feel so un invisible, you know? Oh yeah. Big difference. So that's yeah. the difference now is I'm seeing myself, loving myself 
And then I don't need someone else to fucking see me because I see me. It's great. I, you know, I will, I might eat some of these words in a few years, who knows, but um, that's where I'm at right now. We always do. It's okay. It's It's okay. okay. That's just part of the journey. That's part of the evolution. Mm -hmm. That's true. Ours are broadcasted to everybody. Yeah, and yeah right. <laughs> right. They'll be like, um, we can go back. And, and you, said, you this, said this, and now you're doing this. <laughs> well, documented. But hey, that's okay. That's, we that's evolved, right. okay? Oh, <laughs> thank God. Like, So I, you, yeah. I, I just want to like go back to – because you've always dated, I feel like, these big personalities, these people who take up the whole room when they walk in. And you always – and you are – you are a force, man. Like, I, I, you're one of those people. First of all, this is not your first go around in this life. I just know it. Like, you've, you've done this a few times, and um, you, you just have this aura when you come into a room that just makes everything feel better. Like, it just makes. I'm trying not to get emotional. I've been holding back tears this whole time while she's talking, and now I'm gonna. T- <laughs> but like you just make everything better like you just have this this warmth and this calming sense and it just used to break my heart to see you shrink yourself Mm. so that that other person could take up the room because you have this big presence but it's different it's not a big obnoxious presence it's not a big I'm here I'm in the room it's this like I am me and I'm here for you and you just have this like radiating love and caring for other people, which she's a hundred thousand percent an empath, Amy, just yeah. didn't already pick that up. But, um, you know, just, it just used to break my heart and I just want to make sure like that you don't ever shrink yourself again. Mm-hmm. Doesn't sound like she's going to. No, she's got. She's got. She's dropping some wisdom today. She is dropping the mic. She's dropping the mics all over she's, the place. She's dropping the mics. <laughs> well, we're convincing her that there's lots of acting in Pittsburgh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I mean, there is. There's lots of it here. It's like I've. I have always loved the way that you have seen me because, like. Um, you know, that's why we have people in our lives that love us so they can see us and remind us who we are. Um, but you know, like I also, I, and that this is like going to sound maybe like a pity party, but like, that's why like the adults in your life are so important. Like I didn't hear that a lot growing up, you know, I didn't know I had to learn for myself how great I am and how nice I am and how much people love me because I didn't know that. And that's what my mental health journey has been. It's just like, I don't need to hear it from other people anymore because I know, but it wasn't that way for a long time. And I mean, now it's like to hear you say that it still hits me like in my heart. So I'm like, Oh, like I fucking love you so much too. And you do that for people, you know, like you are, you in some ways are mirroring me in that. And like, you know, the reason why I like have always, I feel like we're twin flame. Totally. And I mean, the, like the reasons why I like thought I could sing was because of you. And like the reason, like, I just loved like watching you like, like just be when I, like you were my model of like a woman when I was younger, because you were just a few years older than me. You were like eight or nine years older than me. 
And so like when I was seven years old, I was like sitting on the bed watching my Aunt Sarah like put on a bra and like being like, wow, okay, so I got to wear a bra too, even though I don't have any titties. And like, (laughs) you know, just stuff like this. I didn't either. I was just putting on a bra just to cover my nipple. That was it. Well, but, um, and what I mean by that is just, I just like, you were this, like, you were like a bigger sister to me, you know? And so, um, that, that, that was like a lifeline for me. And I think we're all given at least one and that's like, that's grace, I think, because otherwise, thank God. Man. Yeah, totally. <laughs> that's grace. So, um, I, uh. I think it's so funny that you say that because like, I also noticed that in relationships. I was like, oh my God, I'm like watching my love be all the things that I want to be. And it would make me envious. So I was like aware. Um, yeah. But yeah. How did you come to the point though, where you realized like, how did you get there? Like, I feel like it took me so long. And and I, I have to say, like, I've been really, really blessed in my romantic relationships. You think? Like, <laughs> like my, you know, because I, my husband Shout out to just, Randall. I know. Like, he, we just have this very, and it's not, it's not easy all the time, but it is easy. It's easy a lot of the time. And so I've just been really blessed there. But it's like every other relationship in my life is just like that, where it's, I shrink myself for the other person. I see what I can do for everybody else. And, and I feel like I cannot shed those relationships and, and feel like it's not me, like that there's something, not something wrong with me. And just like you were saying, like you were putting you into the equation to say like, I'm the problem. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, Randy and I do that a lot with our other relationships. We're like, maybe it's us. Maybe there's something wrong with us. And we couldn't, we just like can't figure out or couldn't figure out couldn't. why, yeah, couldn't, because we have, why we couldn't hold on to like friendships, like why we mm-hmm. were just like kind of like it, our eyes would be opened in like this different way and looking at them and saying like, this just isn't right. Like it feels icky. And and I think like, I don't know. It just, it took me, I, I'm just realizing this now, like months ago that it's not, I'm not the problem. It's that I'm choosing these That's friendships different. that were not doing anything good for my soul. And we're doing the opposite actually. And just kind of like sucking the energy mm-hmm. and making me feel bad about myself when I should have been focusing and finding friendships that fed my soul, but didn't exclude, like I didn't count on them to do that, right. but that the interactions I left feeling better than right. I did going into them. Right. I just am so, I guess, I don't know what the, what the word is, but I just want to know like, how, like what, where was the light bulb in that? Because I want everybody to find that because mm. I think that there's some sort of, I think there's some sort of relation to like almost everyone feeling that way at some point in their lives with some sort I, of type I mean, of relationship. I'm, I don't know. I'll let you answer in a second, Chelsea, but I'm thinking from listening to you and from my own life, it's choosing yourself. Once you decide to choose yourself, and I feel like that's what you did is you decided to choose yourself. You but were how? like, 
Like, how do you get there? Oh, I don't know. Get stomped on and your heart crushed. I don't know. (laughs) I think that it's like, um, it's that it's having those rough experiences that like, um, then you are left with a choice and then you're like, okay, well, I'm either going to continue on this path. It's like that. Um, what's that like saying? It's like, whatever you're not changing, you're choosing. And so Mm. it just continues to feed this pattern. So I think, um, I mean, here's the thing, like, it's easy for me to say now, and I'm single when I'm comes the day that I'm tested and I, my feelings are involved and I'm like with someone again, like that's when the choice is going to come up for me to be like, Oh, I am either going to say, okay, whatever the situation is, like I can create another situation that's going to repeat itself. Or I, Mm -hmm. um, you know, choose differently. So I think it's like in the moment and I don't think it's something that you're like, it's like when you set a boundary with somebody and like you say, um, what is what's that? It's like another thing too, where they say like the people who get upset about you setting boundaries are the ones who benefited from them not being there. Yes. Yes. So, yes. um, all of this is to say, like, I think it's like you make the decision, but then inevitably you're going to be tested with what comes your way because, you know, mm-hmm. God, the universe, whatever, like wants you to grow into an authentic, like into yourself, like just be yourself and be beautiful and and all of the good things. So it's going to give you opportunities. It's listening, you know? So if you say, I want people in my life who are awesome, it's going to be like, are you sure? Here's a person who sucks and you can like choose to continue with them or not. Or yeah. yeah. And same way it's going to happen to me too. Like I'm saying all these things about what I want in relationships or what I learned from my past relationships and, and from my, like, you know, my time. Uh, but like, it's all might go out the window when someone comes into my life and I have to say like, wow, you really are amazing. But like you, um, are also in QAnon and like, I can't do it. (laughs) (laughs) So no, thank you. No, thanks. God, I love you so much. Oh my God. I want to, I'm going to totally switch gears and ask you about your art. Mm -hmm. Um, because it's so beautiful and it's so amazing. And I know that that's been a huge um, cathartic experience for you. So, um, cause we talk about creating and being creative and how that affects our mental health and what it does for us in a positive way. So can you just like give us a brief dive down the, the art and the artist's way for you? I love that by the way, the artist's way. Oh my gosh. The artist. I did it for like, a month and then I was like oh uh I forgot about that I should probably pick that back up again oh wait a second oh, yeah. with me like three years ago I know it was like three years ago. we we were like wait we we're should gonna do this, this. <laughs> yeah, I still I still I, I didn't commit completely so yeah yeah it that I mean I owe a lot of like even like the words I'm using and like the way I structure my life, like to doing the artist's way, because also Julia Cameron is like in the program. So she, it's structured on a 12 step program because it takes course over 12 weeks. Mm, and, um, okay. So it's a, uh, anyway, I guess 
for me, it was, uh, I had always like drawn and stuff. Like, so there was like just that it was already something that I had a, like a inclination to do was like use my hands and play with colors. But, um, it was, uh, I had had this idea to just like buy paints, like when, you know, whatever. So I like when the pandemic hit, so I, um, I just remember like playing with the color. It just started to like change something in my body. And again, it was like, oh, I had seen someone mm. paint in this certain way. So I'm going to try and replicate it in my own way. And then, oh, I had seen someone use this kind of like this style, these kinds of colors. So I would try and replicate it in my own way. Um, and I mean, first of all, what I want to say is like, thank you for saying that, that you think that my art is beautiful. It makes me feel good. Um, it's amazing. Thank you. And the reason that I'm like, want to say that is because I, I think I, with my relationship with art again, was like seeking validation um, like the likes on Instagram or the, like, if, if, you know, I wanted yeah, people to yeah, like yeah. it. And then that was another like adjustment for me was like, mm -hmm. Chelsea, if you're going to paint, you're going to paint whether people give a shit or not. So paint. Exactly. And so I, yeah. um, my relationship to painting is that I paint every day. I, um, either get like an image or an idea in my head and then I try to put it on canvas or I um, just pick up colors and start like, you know, uh, throwing them onto the canvas. And what it does for me is it makes me feel like something is moving. Something is like, like I'm in motion, whether, and it doesn't necessarily mean my body, but like there's a creative force that's moving through me. And yep. that has been yeah. so, um, I mean, I can't even put it into words because I still, I think I'm like getting to know it, whatever it is. And, you know, I think it's like cathartic. It's yeah. like moving the energy and it's moving all of the things you've feeling and all that creative juices that you've got somewhere. And in your you're brain. getting it out of here and here yeah. and out uh, there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Totally. That's how I feel mm -hmm. sometimes with writing. Yeah. Totally. We, talk about, we say this a lot, but it's, it's like the, when you get something out, it's, you know, that's, it's not less so scary. It's less scary. It's not so big. It's not so, mm -hmm. cause like in your mind, we tend to take things and make them 42 times bigger than they are. Mm -hmm. And then when you put it out, whether you say it, whether you paint it, whether you dance it, whether you write it, it's out there and it just feels, you're like, okay, that wasn't so bad or mm -hmm. that's beautiful. It was not beautiful in my head and my heart, but it's beautiful now that it's out of me. Mm -hmm. Well, and I'm just moving that through. To go back to your point, Amy, about like practicing non-attachment, it's like, like in the artist's way, she kind of says like um, that the, whatever you create, like um, God is the artist or this great, like the great creator or the universe, like the universe is the artist. What you do is become like the channel. So it's kind of like, you can't really take credit for what you make. So if people think it looks like shit, you're like, okay. And if they think it's great, you're like, that's cool too. I didn't make it. You know, like I just was the channel for it. So that's like that non-attachment oh too God, is like. I never thought of it like that. And it may, that's like the same, I think. Um, and I think that's the same with like relationships too, is it's just like, 
this was, you know, the most beautiful things that have come to me in my life have been offered. I didn't have to like work for them really, or go seeking them out. They came to me Mm -hmm. and yeah, that is intentional. And if something leaves just as easily, like as much as it rips your fucking heart out, like there's something going on that there's an intelligence that knows more than you. And so for as much as it's, yeah, rips your you to shreds and levels you like that's where rebirth happens. That's where innovation happens. And like when a volcano yeah. explodes, like it is molten hot fucking rock lava, but then it's also the greatest fertilizer for the most lush and amazing forests. You know what I mean? And it's like, mm-hmm. and I just, yeah. I think yeah. when we are completely destroyed and leveled and we surrender, that's when we're the most easily malleable and moldable and open to, um, you know, to God, like, and I'm, I'm, I don't know if you guys talk about God much on your podcast. And it's like, for me, it doesn't necessarily have to be a capital G. It can be a lowercase G. Like it doesn't have to be this. Like, talk about the universe and, and the universe. Well, yeah. and I think I, I think mm-hmm. I use both in my mind and in my heart too. Like in AA, we talk about mm-hmm. like finding a God of your own understanding, you know, like my God mm-hmm. will look different than than yours and my universe will look different than yours probably and that's okay mm-hmm. ultimately like we're mm-hmm. connecting to something that wants us to fucking win so yeah 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 oh that like that that got me right yeah just testiculars <laughs> right in the heart oh my god thank you so much for talking to us like we got to do this again. Oh my gosh, I would love because that was that was amazing. I mean, of course, I'm gonna have a love fest because I'm completely <laughs> biased, but like I'm just so thankful for you sharing and for opening up your heart and your mind to us. Um, and yeah, we'll do this again soon. Yeah, and you you are very you are lovely. Yes, tell everybody where they can find you. Oh, um, you can find me on Instagram at. Chelsea Palombaro or my uh, art Instagram is at deep sea diver underscore art deep sea diver art Ooh. yeah we'll, we'll link those up yeah Thank we're you gonna guys. link them in the show notes so everybody can go there and find them if anybody wants to commission any art do they just go through your Instagram you can DM me um and we can just talk about uh, what I like is just to have people kind of look at what I do and pick a couple examples and then tell me like a color mood or their favorite place in nature. Um, and then we just go from there. But yeah, just DM me. Awesome. Thank you, my love. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for having me. This was really awesome. This episode was brought to you by Sarah Simone and Amy Baumgartner. Theme song and other music provided by Epidemic Sound. Editing and production by Sarah Simone. To help us keep making episodes just like this, join our fan club at patreon.com slash unqualifiedtherapistsinc. Follow us on Instagram where you'll find our link tree to all things here at the UT. If you have a story to tell or a topic you'd like us to discuss, email us at unqualifiedtherapists at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. Until next week, warriors, hold on, we're gonna make it.